Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode three of Behind the X, where I take you behind the scenes of Festival X and explore the creative minds who have collaborated to bring us this year's unique festival. In today's episode, I interviewed two PR students who are a part of the Festival X event planning team. I have had the pleasure of previously working with these girls and they are changing the game when it comes to PR and event planning. It's a big episode. There is so much detail that the girls give you, so I'm going to get straight on to it. Alrighty, hope you enjoy this episode. So, uh, first of all, would you girls, uh, maybe Lily first, would you like to introduce yourself and just let us know how you got into this degree and um, how you're finding it? Okay, well, my name is Lily Brooks um, and I am a, doing a Bachelor of Communications majoring in public relations. And basically how I got into this degree was I finished school and I just applied to a uni just for the sake of applying to uni. And I didn't expect to get in. I wasn't expecting to do well in my ATAR. I didn't really have any plans. And then I just one day got an email saying I've been accepted to the University of Newcastle. And I was really unsure about what I wanted to do. I had no idea. And I was just like, well, uh, let's just do this and see where it takes me. But now I've really discovered my passion and what I really like to do, which has helped like pathways and different things to get into communications and public relations, obviously, is my passion. So that's how I got into that. Yeah, definitely. um, I'm kind of the same. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And then even throughout a bit of my first and second year of my communications degree, it was kind of like, I'm still not sure, but now in this third year, like we're seeing so many different pathways and so we're mingling with all these other creatives, like you, you're seeing what they're doing and it's so different from what you're doing. So you can see how like, um, like you can go anywhere with this degree, like it's so open and yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's good. Yeah. Um, Elsa. All right. Um, I'm Ailsa Brookman and I'm also doing a Bachi of Communications with a PR major. But I got into it initially when I started applying for uni. I'd just gotten back from traveling for a few years and I was so unsure about it. I was applying for unis in Sydney and a few different places, but I was trying to work out what would be most suited for me. And I had no direction really. I was applying for things like paramedicine and different things that I could so not see myself doing now. But one day I was just sitting with my best friend, Mackenzie, and I was like, oh, what do you think I should do at uni? And she's a comm student. She majored in PR and media production. And she said, I just think you should do PR because your one best skill is talking to people. And I was like, yeah, okay, all right, I'll do it. And when I first got into it, I wanted to do like events for music festivals, event management, that sort of thing. So it's ironic now that this is our major project and we're finally actually getting experience in that. But once I got further into the degree, I think I spent the first probably year or two being like, what is this degree? (laughs) And then it was when I finally got into working in the field and doing internships and stuff that I was like, ah, yes, this is exactly where I need to be. So now, now finally getting, and also like you say that comms is very broad. I always thought that comms was the most bang for your buck degree because you can honestly enter so many different roles and avenues with it. So yeah, that's my, the start of my comms journey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Alrighty. Um, well, thank you for that, girls. Um, 
So would you like to walk us through your role in Festival X and what your team does? All righty. Well, shall I start, Lil? <laughs> um, I am the event team leader. So that was not quite self-appointed, but when we started <laughs> brainstorming, um, we had you know a lot of different personalities in the group. And I think when you're all putting your brains together, someone's sort of got to take a little bit of uh, initiative and direction Mm -hmm. so I ended up doing that and then um, the teachers told me that I would just be the team leader so I was like okay Um, (laughs) people and students to bring in their works and we've set up an email and we're doing all sorts of stuff with that and I'm also in charge of um, the logistics and how the actual festival is gonna pan out um, in the timeline and stuff so that's my job (laughs) there's lots of different things to do yeah, and Lily and I have worked together for a couple of years now. Um, uh, and, yeah, we're just close friends now, so we find it really easy. We know how each other work yeah, and we yeah. can bounce off each other. So I sort of took her as my – we took each other as our sort of right-hand woman and sort of split our group up into pairs. So we've got mm-hmm. two working on sort of the structure of the event and that sort of um, time planning and scripting side of things. We've got another person working on – accumulating the music for the event so you sort of intro outro sort of stuff party playlists and then Lily and I are sort of doing the nitty-gritty stuff by um, uh, just being in correspondence with all the students and they're approaching us to have their work featured in the festival so we're just sort of looking through all of that and seeing where we will be able to fit it all in and how you know sort of selecting the best works and uh, trying to yeah, work out where the best place to put them in the festival would be to get the students the best sort of showcase they can. Yeah. Um, You mentioned that you wanted to work in festivals when you first Mm. started this degree. Is it what you thought it would be or is it kind of more logistics? Like are you loving it? Are there um, certain challenges? I do really like it and I was really stoked to be able to be on the event team. I would have probably preferred to be on the PR team because that was the direct avenue that I'm aiming for. But I am really happy that we got put on the event team because I can see exactly what goes into and how much goes into um, making an event come to life. And especially this year, because we're not allowed to have it in person due to COVID, we have this fantastic new communications building on Honeysuckle and Lily and I went there and we checked it all out to see where we would be able to, you know, how we would run this event and then we were told that we would have to make it digital. So trying to navigate making a digital event when you have no event experience has been very challenging but also exciting because I feel like I'm finally getting that bit of experience or that bit of direction in what I started comms for. So that's good. I feel like yeah. if you can run an online event and make it successful, then you can do anything. You can do it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it has been really good. But, yeah, we have had a few hurdles. I think the whole sort of, um, in my mind, when I started um, planning Festival X, for me, initially, I set it into three stages. So the visualisation stage where we were just thinking about what we wanted as a group from this event because essentially we're the target audience. We are the students, so we're making an event for the students by the students. So we sort of know exactly what we would want to see in an event. 
So I think when we first all met the group, I suggested after the first meeting that we all go for a beer, we all get to know each other, we all just when went we could. to the pub. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That one time we could before we were just digital for the next 10 weeks. But um, we had a really good chat about what we wanted to see. We had a little brainstorm on a piece of paper over a beer and it was really nice to just get to know everyone and see their personalities and see where everyone can use their strengths in this. And then we sort of entered, after we sort of visualised what we wanted, we entered the sort of planning and coordination stage, which I would say we're still in now because we're still curating all the content from students and um, uh, sort of approaching our hosts and that sort of thing. We've got a lot of things in the works at the moment and then we'll enter the sort of actual making the event happen stage, which will be when we come back from holidays. Yeah, Yeah. which is soon. (laughs) yeah (laughs) very like just like starting like because you literally just given the brief and you're like here go claim this event and it's like where do we begin what's going on once you start and you get the ball rolling and you're like okay we've got this idea we can pair it with this and then you sort of yeah definitely get the ball rolling and it's a lot easier to work out what you're actually doing and understanding the difference between marketing and PR and actually event was like a major thing because I think Elsa and I mm-hmm. both started out from a very PR perspective being mm-hmm. like, right, what's our target audience? What message do we want to send? All this stuff. And then we yeah. realised like, oh, wait, no, that's the PR and marketing team. Yeah, well. we had to take a step back, didn't we? Yeah, it yeah. was very different. But it's good because now we can see like, okay, if like when we do go into jobs, PR and marketing that's what they sort of specialize in and then there's actually a difference between events because there's so many things that come under PR to do like event management social media um campaigning like all that stuff so it's actually really interesting to see the difference between exactly yeah definitely yeah it is was there much of like a miscommunication between the PR and the design team and the events team as well especially like at the start Well, when we started out, we started out in our event team. We had our event team meetings with our supervisors and the PR team had their team team meetings with their supervisors, but we were never put in contact with each other at the start. So it got off to a bit of a rocky start, hence why Lily and I were sort of opting for the PR perspective. And then when we finally actually engaged with the PR team, they were like, oh, this is what we've done, this, this and this. And we were like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's exactly what we've done. So then we had to talk about what what actually our roles would be in our different teams and how we could work together. So we have regular meetings and whatnot um, sort of every couple of weeks to touch base on where each other are at. We talk in our Slack and constantly update our work so everyone knows everybody from all teams are pretty much up to date with where the teams are at, but it took quite a long time for us to get there. I think we were super confused with the lack of guidance, which I know is the point of Festival X being our major project, is that the coordinators yeah. just say, off you go, do this. Yeah, that's when Yeah, yeah that's very independent. But we didn't quite know that at the start until someone said the teachers are not going to give you that much help. So we were like, oh, okay, we're really going to have to kick ourselves into gear and self-manage this completely. Yeah. Um, and we, of course we can ask questions and, you know, look for the guidance. That's what they're there for. But really it comes down to us and us being able to communicate with each team and make sure everything is going to happen on time and everyone's communicating with each other. It was ironic that we weren't communicating at the start because that's a hard degree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when the design came out from the um, branding and design team, how did that affect your overall um, planning of the event? Like did the form or style of the design affect 
um, anything at all? I think it didn't, it sort of went the other way. We, um, they put out their design. We had already decided that for Festival X, we wanted it to be sort of party vibes, a celebration vibe, have fun, something to celebrate at the end of the year. Um, And when they put out their design, it was obviously very different from the previous years. Previous years, it's been like black and neon. And this year it was very colourful. And they've gone through so many designs, the poor girls, um, (laughs) to where they are now and to get to their colour scheme. But I think it really complements our message as a whole as to what we wanted Festival X to be. So I think in that sense, it didn't really change how we wanted Festival X to be, it just supported our message from the start. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's really good. So then you didn't have to um, adjust anything or, you know, and everyone shows that everyone was kind of on the same page, you know. I was going to say that as well, is that we were included in every step of the process of the branding team. Like we worked quite closely. Like we know Belle from being in class with her and it made that we established that relationship at the start, which honestly is what communication is all about, is establishing that relationship with people in different teams so that you can have that give and take when you need it. So they very much included our team in all the decision-making processes. Every time they made a design or, you know, they're go- opting for a stickers concept, concept this year, um, they would always send in, you know, five to six different options, different colour schemes, and they wanted our input. We would all vote, including the PR team and marketing, and then they would wholeheartedly take our um, preferences on board and then get back to us with what they thought would be the best and their work is so fantastic they're such creative and talented girls that they managed to honestly get the festival looking exactly how I would love to visualize it so it's yeah. really great to see it come to life yeah no they are really awesome aren't they the stickers yeah. and I just yeah. heard from Renee earlier that you guys probably know this but they made the line make it stick and I yes. was like that is yeah. so cool yes <laughs> Bell just out on the podcast Bell just honestly said that in a team meeting straight off the bat and we were all like, oh, that's actually very good. And she was like, yeah. right, sweet, let's keep that. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I was like, that is so cool. Yeah, because initially it started, last year it was Make Your Mark and the PR mm-hmm. girls were really not keen on that and we really wanted something unique to our year as students and I think because the whole concept of our event this year being digital is we really wanted to make everybody feel some sense of unity and some sense of cohesiveness in a time that's been appalling for all of us finishing our degree. You know, no one wants to finish their degree online. We all would prefer to be together. But if we can make people feel like they are together in a digital sense and give them something to celebrate, then we are making everyone stick together. And the stickers was just the perfect, like, way to pull all that in with that one line. Blew me away. It was so awesome. (laughs) Are you guys allowed to give us like an overview of what the events will be or not I'd say we could probably give you a bit a little bit of a rundown because we've been doing it in tutorials anyway presenting our work and honestly it gives people a better understanding of what to expect and people Mm. it's making people get more excited so yeah so the Friday night is I'm trying not to give too much away to have people excited but um the Friday night is basically the big Bang. This is the extravaganza. I know we're not calling that a, calling it that anymore. We started by calling it the extravaganza <laughs> and we have now refined it to UON unrestricted. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not, not, not in unrestricted. Restricted, sorry. Yeah, um, bit of a play on words there, but um, yeah, and this is where we're sort of gonna showcase some of the best works um from the students, and we're gonna have um some hosts that I'm not gonna say. <laughs> But um, pretty exciting, um, our celebrity host. Um, and then we're going to have some fun and games. And would you like me to jump in? Can you jump <laughs> in? <laughs> we're opening the Sorry. event with a DJ set to get everyone in the mood. Um, that's from a previous comm student. And we're trying to. Where, what we're trying to do really is trying to give the students the best opportunity they can to be involved in as many ways as we can. So um, we'll have a past comm student opening and then, uh, yeah, we've got our special host who we shall not reveal. <laughs> um, and then you're looking uh, at... A, sorry, yeah. when will you be revealing the hosts? Hmm, good question. Not sure yet. <laughs> not sure <laughs> yet. I get in touch with PR and marketing for that. Yes, we will. We will. Yeah. But we've, we're on a bit of a time limit on the first night. We've only got an hour because, honestly, we decided an hour was the length of time you could keep people engaged digitally. Anything yeah. more than that, you're probably going to lose people. Yeah. So it will be selective content showcased on the first night. And I think at the end of the first night, we'll be having a trivia game just for that extra bit of engagement, a little bit of fun. Um, a little bit of back and forth between the audience because, you know, they are watching your screen and it will be, you know, a blend of live and sort of some pre-recorded things because some things are just not feasible to do yeah. the whole thing live during COVID. So that's what it is and what we're dealing with at the moment. But um, it will be very exciting nonetheless. And then those who were not showcased in the first night will be showcased on the second day in a virtual gallery, um, just sort of where audiences can go and navigate the works themselves go and have a little look and see a little bit about the artists, which I know will be working closely with the PR team on their social media campaign and whatnot yeah. to do a bit of behind the scenes content. So we've really just opted for two main events, the first and the last day. And the last day is specific to comm students only, um, a graduation celebration we've called it because we just want people to have something in this crazy year to look forward to honestly yeah. so we're still a little bit in the planning stage of that last day um uh, getting the structure sorted and whatnot for that but um uh, essentially that one will be hosted by student host and a student dj will be opening that from the cohort this year so we've got some exciting things coming sorry i took that over lily <laughs> <laughs> i'm so brain dead yeah. at this point <laughs> that's why you had the coffee <laughs> that was really good yeah that's basically what we're doing yeah yeah so that's what we've got at the moment um but yeah anything more than that I don't know how much I can tell you yeah. <laughs> that's all right we've got to keep some things a secret yes um if you had one key takeaway from um this experience what would it be Ooh. From a team leader perspective, I would say if you're leading a team, I've learned that you have to set aside, you have to sort of acknowledge everybody's strengths and find them a position or, um, or something to do in the team that really optimises their skills and passions. Otherwise, they're not going to be motivated to do it. So if you're, say, we've got a person in our team that, you know, wasn't too keen on 
um, uh, you know, videography, all that sort of thing, not too keen on writing, but has a passion for music. So approached him and asked him if he would be keen to do all the music. And then, you know, then they've got something that they're a bit more engaged in doing and also not taking the role in a sort of assertive manner. Like you've got to be assertive to an extent to get people to get to get things done. But I will really want to know that everybody's on board with an idea. So I will not like approve or say approve, but it's always team decisions that we make together. I want to make sure that everybody's on the same page. So I feel like it's been good just being able to develop my leadership skills because I feel like I will probably utilize that in the future. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Lily? (laughs) I would say establish communication with whoever you're working with from the get-go. That would have saved us a lot of time and a lot of ideas um, if we had sort of connected with them from the start and sort of said all of our ideas and what each role was within um, the branding and, and marketing and PR. And I would also say I was not expecting to have so many ideas not push back, but I wasn't expecting to have like to constantly have to think and rework ideas. It wasn't just like, all right, this sounds good. Let's do this. It's working out everything to the like T about how it can actually like logistically work. So Mm -hmm. I I was expected, I wasn't expecting about how much energy we would have to put into just having ideas and then actually. Yeah. How that can actually happen. And then working Mm -hmm. with, we are working with like quite a big team I think there's like eight people in the PR team and then branding and marketing and then we've got the tutors as well and it's just going through so many people to get our ideas and everyone's got opinions so it's a bit hard to work sometimes but um yeah just wasn't ready for the sheer amount of energy that needed to be put in to just generate ideas yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, And I completely agree with you on the established communication to begin with because from our PR brains, uh, we work in the way where you establish a mutually beneficial relationship between two people or an organisation or whatever it is. (laughs) And now we have that between um, each team. It's so good for us to be able to be included in every part of the process. And, you know, we do something for them, they do something for us. And it honestly works so much better once you have those relationships with everybody. So that's really the key. And you never know what opportunities are going to come from whoever you establish a relationship with. There is opportunities at every door and every corner. (laughs) Yeah, there certainly is. (laughs) Okay. So um, what's next for both of you? What do you see in your future? Um, Lily? (laughs) oh dear i hate this session i've been having i've got plans for us lily i've got plans for us oh we're gonna start our own pr PR agency right we are and renee from pr renee from pr is gonna be our um our boss hopefully (laughs) yeah no i think after this year i'm just gonna take a big breath and just chill out I've got like a, you know, I work at Boost, so I'm not, obviously I would love to get into PR straight away, but I think I do need to take a bit of a break and chill out, but I would love to start an internship or somewhere. Yeah. Um, Definitely but, take the summer off and, you know, have I, a bit of fun. Reset, <laughs> get some keenness back. <laughs> get rid of the burnout. 
Yeah, yeah. Refresh, get excited about PR and jobs yeah. and there's so many like there's quite a few on LinkedIn and stuff so I'm not really stressed about that and also you can do it from anywhere pretty much obviously not an internship but um, a lot of communications can be online now so that's good with COVID but hopefully yeah, yeah take a breath pretty much is my plan yeah no I'm really glad yeah okay Elsa um well what's next for me um uh, well this year I did an internship at Aldi um in Sydney I've worked at Aldi for three years and every time the big bosses came this is about this is how you make those relationships every time the big bosses came in I pitched them about doing an internship in their comms team and they were like oh yeah yeah and I just kept asking and eventually got it so I went to Sydney and did an internship there which was fantastic and opened a lot of doors for me I think so I think that's definitely on the cards for me next year because I know mm-hmm. they're going to be hiring and they've reached out to me and I know I'll probably will apply for that next year. But at this stage, I'm about to apply for a comms and events job for working for the uni for the creative industry school. So oh, right cool. back where I started. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Maybe you'll uh, be on the yeah. Flex team next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> that's it um maybe I'll yeah be, I'll be a bit more help then but yeah hoping that that will be a good sort of if I got that job would be a good entry position um into comms or just be able to find my way a little bit and then move on to something maybe maybe might love it might stay there forever <laughs> but we don't know at this stage we will see <laughs> yeah. finish the degree first yeah that's the plan <laughs> <laughs> um four weeks yeah. four three weeks and we'll be all done yeah. scary that's right I yeah. can't believe that I'm scared <laughs> but excited I'm just yeah. so sad that it can't be finished in person because I am such a people person I miss seeing everyone I miss chatting to everyone it's just not this even though I speak to Lily every day and this just giving her a cuddle when I see her at uni and going to get a coffee you know mm-hmm. like Oh, that um, what was it? Civic Delights? <laughs> Civic. Okay, guys. The other day I went to get a coffee from the press book house with my mum and I was just like, I might just go and check if Civic Delights is open. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Civic Digest for the first year. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish we could have been in the um, Q building too. I never saw it. Same. I'm so upset about it. It's pretty cool. It was very cool. Very sleek, very modern. Would have been sick for an event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I think your your plan for Festival X sounds like it's literally the next best thing. Like it seems oh. so fun and like anyone can join from <laughs> anywhere. Like you don't have to be in yeah, the right. well. Yeah. Yeah, it is accommodating for that those sort of things because, um, you know, a lot of students have gone home and whatnot mm. to their families, rural areas and whatnot, and it's something that everybody can still be involved in. So yeah. that's a positive. Um, is there any final things you want to say about Festival X? Any more challenges or um, anything else? Just that I want to make sure that everybody comes along and registers for the event and wants to support our student work because at the end of the day I think people forget that this is our major project as well um we're showcasing everybody else's major project but this making this happen is ours so it would be great to see people come and support what we've been doing as well like we're supporting them so please tune in come along (laughs) yes (laughs) I will be there (laughs) yay thank you Yeah. (laughs) yeah
Um, anyway. for the, just out of curiosity, for the major projects like that are being showcased in Festival X, are they like um, music, visual communication design, creative industries, natural history, illustration and communications? Cool. So thank you both for coming on the show and being with us today and um, giving us a little insight into Festival X and how a festival um, is run. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, that is a wrap on this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in from wherever you're listening from. Um, tickets are now available for this year's Festival X, so if you like the sounds of it, then definitely go ahead and buy yourself a ticket. There's a link through the Instagram, which I have tagged on this episode and previous episodes as well. Alrighty. Thanks so much for listening guys. And I'll see you next week.